0: You're listening to College Recruiting with Jill Hicks. I have a question for you. Are you feeling overwhelmed by the college recruiting process? You have come to the right place. Jill will bring you expert tips and interviews with special guests to help you take a deep breath and know, yes, you are moving in the right direction to find your college team. After this podcast, don't forget to head to Jill's shop page to purchase her two guidebooks that will make everything in college recruiting much more clear and simple. Let's get started.
1: Welcome back, friends. I hope you're having a great celebration of the holidays. I know when I'm actually recording this it's two days before christmas which can be a really exciting time i know hanukkah was last week or it's going on right now i think it started maybe can't remember if it was monday but happy hanukkah happy holidays to however you celebrate we welcome you at jh consulting and we thank you so much for an incredible year of advising with our business and we are super excited to tell you jh50 is still going on you can still sign up that is until december 31st for signups you don't have to meet with an advisor until the end of february so that gives you time to get through the holidays but we have had over a hundred families Um, purchase JH50. So we're really excited about that, of course. And our other big um announcement is we are launching a new website, January second. So when you go to jhicksconsulting.com, you're going to see a whole new website with um a a new membership. You um, can join the membership, and that's where I'm going to be doing a lot of um information all in the same place so you can join that membership by paying a small fee and get all the videos some pdfs i'll be doing one zoom a month with parents and you can come and ask questions about the college recruiting process but also it's going to be i want it to also be informational for just sports and questions that you may have like How does your athlete transition out of sports or what do we do if she wants to transfer? Um, Just creative other types of topics as well, not just specific to recruiting, but it will be a lot of recruiting information. So keep your eyes open. I'll be announcing that um, and it'll be live January 2nd also those of you who have our payment plans there's a whole new way we're going to be receiving payments not on paypal anymore it's going to be on stripe so that's all new so be sure to check in with your advisor you'll be getting some informational emails and have a really wonderful holiday all right so today's topic is going to be all about how i believe meets our education so i've been meeting with a few of my clients in the last few weeks and of course because season is coming the nerves are growing as well and we want you to not only set yourself up for success in terms of Instagram and your emails to college coaches or picking the right camps but really the bottom line is you have to go out and compete and you have to go out and be consistent and you don't have to be perfect but You have to learn from every single meet. And that's why I say meets are education. And I hope when you hear that statement, it takes the pressure off of you as an athlete to realize you are still putting yourself in meet situations and learning, learning, learning. All right, so let's compare preparing for a meet with school or taking tests because I think that's a really practical Visual picture of how you can take your how you prepare for academic tests the same way as how you're going to prepare for being consistent and confident at meets. So, have you ever gone into a test, whether it be math or science or English, any subject, and did not study? So, typically that doesn't happen. You usually um prepare you do your research you memorize you may even take practice tests but you put yourself under the exact as much as you can pressure so that when you do go to take a test you have done some practical things to prepare your brain to prepare your emotions and to Learn how to stay calm and focused so that you can take your tests in school. Well, it's the same way or similar in athletics. So I want to take a look at meets and especially your first meets prior to state and regional and nationals. I want you to see the all the meets prior to state, regionals, and nationals as your prep quote-unquote, for your postseason meets when they really start to count. So you need to have a plan, number one, of when you go to meets and you're going to make your meets to be just like you train. Number two, how are you going to manage your adrenaline? Now that's hard to practice and practice because you often don't have adrenaline. That's why your coaches have mock meets. So if you have a mock meet coming up, you really wanna use that meet as a way to figure out what works best for you when you have maybe too much adrenaline or you're too nervous. Now I'm not a sports psychologist, but because I've been a coach all these years, these are just some tips that I'm gonna give you that I think will help you plan and prepare And see meats as education. All right. Number three, um, when your adrenaline does pump up, sometimes it can turn into fear or negative self-talk. So you want to learn how to also deal with that. Number four, what do you do when the meat gets postponed between events or you are waiting for a long period of time and you get cold and you get hungry? Are you going to come prepared for those kind of, you know, unplanned situations, just like it happened at JO Nationals or DP Nationals last year in Arizona, the lights went out and the meet was postponed for a full hour. Do you have everything in your bag? Do you have extra clothes? Do you have extra food just in case something like that were to happen? And then how would you prepare mentally? for that situation, that scenario. Number five, what do you do when warm-ups don't go your way? This is pretty common. Number six, what is your plan when you struggle on a skill? Do you just cross your fingers and hope that it won't happen? Do you just fake or stuff your emotions and frustrations until you get home and then let it all out? These are some really common six things or situations that I see come up with athletes, and specific, of course, to the sport of gymnastics. But acrobatics and tumbling can be the same thing. But none of those scenarios are easy. Some of these scenarios may only happen at meets. Sometimes it can happen at training. Therefore, we must see meets as education. We must learn and not be too hard on ourselves, but we must also not be in denial and say, oh, those things aren't going to happen to me. What are the odds? They won't happen to me. No, instead, I want to give you one, two, three, four ways of dealing with those kind of situations and how you can create a situation where meets become education. So if you step into a building and it's time to compete, instead of thinking, oh, my gosh, I have to hit every single routine i don't want to make my coach upset i want to get a certain score i um i want to be perfect all those things are going to set you up for added bricks on your shoulder so you don't want to go into meets like that but you want to go into meets going you know what i'm going to learn a lot today i am going to have a plan and i am going to when my nerves, you know, get going and I start to feel like I'm breathing too fast, I'm going to slow myself down and I'm going to take some deep breaths or I'm going to step to the side or I'm going to turn on my music on my ear, my headset. I have all these things that I know are my go-tos when I step into the building, getting ready to compete. And if things come up that I don't know what to do, or I I'm surprised by what happens, then I'm going to learn from it. It's going to be like education. So it, it's not going into a meet going, I have to be perfect. I have to score these scores. I have to show my coach I can do it. All of those things, if you can imagine, are like bricks. You just put one on top of the other on top of your shoulders, and then you try to go out and compete. On beam, you would be tipping over side to side. On floor, you would feel so heavy. On vault, you're going to struggle when you run. On beam, you're not going to swing if you have all those kinds of bricks on your shoulders. So I want you to think through instead ahead of time, okay, what is my plan? How am I, am I going to mentally manage myself at this meet when things come up? And okay, for these five things, I'm going to do this. For these two things, I would do that. And just know that many times, your nerves are going to create extra adrenaline. So therefore, the word breathe has to be in your head, ready to go on every single event as a reminder. Now, when you can see meets our education, it takes the bricks off your shoulders, all right? So I want you to, this season, walk into meets knowing I'm going to learn something from this meet that's going to be great because it's going to help me in the next meet so that actually gives you a whole new picture of why you're competing right so often when you change the narrative in your head of why you are there and what is it for it can help you to be way more in tune and focused but here are the four words I want you to think about when things don't go your way. One, you I want you to face it. Two, I want you to be honest. Three, take responsibility. And four, make a change. So for example, if you go to a meet and you fall several times, but typically you're super consistent in practice. Let's say we're on beam. And all of a sudden you find yourself falling twice then the obvious issue is you need to take a look at your mental game plan when you're nervous. So what you are doing in practice, um, either hoping or wishing or crossing your fingers, or maybe you're gonna go back in the gym and do a whole bunch of more numbers, and it just doesn't always work that way. So you may want to do a few things, one, You could hire someone to help you with the mental training of how to compete under pressure. Two, you could look at it and go, you know what? I totally did not even think when I was up on beam today, I just started my routine and I finished and I was just distracted and I didn't say, you know, or do what I normally do in practice. All right. So you go home, you think about it and you go, I'm not going to do that again. Next time I am going... To remember this this and this so you learn for it from it meets our education another one is to try and do mental words so mental words cues i highly recommend that you have them on every single event you write them down and you memorize them when you hit a routine in practice what did you say throughout your routine you want to write those down on in a journal And then you go to the meet and you say the same words at the meet, every single meet. So every time you're training, whether it's a full routine, half routine, or a skill, you use the same cues in order, the exact order of when you salute to when you dismount. All right. Um, That's another way that you can really prepare, plan, and do something besides Hear the negative thoughts in your head or the distractions that may happen. So each meet should feel like stepping stones. And you're stepping, stepping at each meet because you're learning, because you're facing your issues that happen, you're being honest with yourself, then you're taking responsibility and you're making a change. Those four things have to happen. Now, I can tell you when I've been a coach that I've had so many athletes that look at me when I say what happened and they have no idea because they're in what I would consider competition denial, nervous denial. Denial is not good because it keeps you from advancing because it keeps you from going back and thinking through what you did right and what you could have done better. So that's why this is so important. Now, when you're young, it's really easy to just do what you're told. You're not really thinking about pressure and competing yet and um, recruiting and all those things. You're not even really trying to please your coach as much as you're just having fun out there, right? When you're young and little. But as you become a teenager, your eyes are open and you start to look around and notice things and hear things and care about things more deeply. And this is great, but it can also require you to have to make some mental adjustments. So if the long-term goal is to compete like you train, then you must see your meets as your training ground for competing better and better each time you compete. So if you can go away from a meet and your first thought is, I must evaluate what I did well, and I must evaluate what I didn't do that I typically do in practice. So I didn't do very well. You will grow into an amazing competitor. Now I wanted to share a story because I think stories are so visually great. I had a freshman at Oregon State was your average level 10. She was very clean gymnast, but didn't have big skills. And she came in and her freshman year, she fell that year on beam and floor, a minimum of two times every single meet, sometimes three times. She would get up and be just shaken like a leaf. And she would forget her cues. She didn't even know how to do cues. And she was all over the place. And it was almost like when I talked to her afterwards, she didn't even know what she had just done because she was so nervous, both on beam and floor and sometimes bars. So when that season finished, we worked together on coming up with a plan. And we talked about, what are you most afraid of? And she would tell me, who are you trying to please? And she would tell me. And then we would talk about, let's take those bricks off your shoulders. Let's get a plan. Let's use some mental words that you can rely on when you're nervous. And instead of being distracted by your fears, you will be focused on your words. So it becomes like a blanket that surrounds you of comfort. So you have something to tell your brain to do, and then your body will follow. Her name is Joy, and she became the most decorated gymnast at Oregon State University and in the entire country. So she became a national champion on beam and floor several times after that season. Now, I have to tell you, she worked extremely hard. This wasn't just let's try it once. You know, she physically worked hard on her events and mentally she worked hard. And when she struggled, She would be honest with me and then we would talk about it and move forward and not move backwards. We would move forward each and every time. So it takes time. It takes forgiving yourself. It takes desire to learn and not expect perfection. When we are hard on ourselves, we tend to tighten up and it makes us feel sad and we aren't having fun when we're competing. But when we stay open and we see it as a good learning experience, we move forward and remember what worked because our brain is all freed up to really think straight when we're under pressure at the next meet. And what we learn what what did not work and commit to applying the new thinking and strategy at each and every meet. That's why meets are education. So you wanna face it, you wanna be honest, You want to take responsibility and you want to make a change so these are just a few of the things that have worked for me as an athlete as a coach and working with my jh girls so once again thank you so much for joining me here at college recruiting with jill hicks i hope you'll watch for my new website and tell me how you like it worked really hard on having it designed to make it really special for everybody who goes there and also take a look at the membership site and see if it's something you might enjoy. So it's going to have special PDFs with tips that you can print off. It's going to have videos. It's going to have a Zoom session once a month and you can tell me what topics you want. And those are going to be on a Sunday evening once a month, the first Sunday of every month. So you can if you're a member, um, you can join and come to those Zooms. You can even tell me topics that you might want. Um, and it's gonna have um, all new types of information about athletes, about parents, about sports. So I'm super excited about it, and I hope you'll join in. Now, you to become a member, um, you can't, it's not you, you aren't paying. You're paying separate for your advising plans. This membership site is completely separate. So, if you are a JH girl and you are meeting with an advisor, that is a whole different um, payment and a different option. This is called a membership site, and you have to be pay the monthly fee to become a member. It's a very small amount but it's where everything from me is going to be all contained in one spot. So you can just go there as a member and look up what you like and take what you want from it and tell me what you like in the future. So it's for parents, it's for athletes and it's for coaches. So tell all your friends, I think it's going to be really fun and I'm already got stuff in there for you if you become a member and we're just super excited about it. And don't forget, CH50 it, it's only for, uh, till December 31st. So have a wonderful holiday. And I hope you can take a few of the tips off of this to help you calm down and be sure you s- use the word breathe on every single event throughout your cues. It can really drop your heart rate and help you to relax. So you can think about what you need to in order to nail those routines. All right, you guys take care and have a really great day. Uh, rest of your day.
0: Thanks for joining us on today's podcast. If you're interested in Jill Hicks Consulting's advising services, head over to www.jhicksconsulting.com and click on the Get Started button to fill out your forms page one of our advisors will give you a call. We're in your corner and we'll talk to you soon.